You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. All right, welcome back to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. With me today is Nicole Adams, a clinical assistant professor in the School of Nursing. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, in this episode, we are talking about how Purdue and Nicole are partnering with um, local law enforcement and others to address uh, opioid abuse and the issues surrounding that. Um, Nicole, as we before we jump into that, kind of tell us about yourself and your background here at Purdue. Sure. Um, I am a bedside RN for um, over 15 years. I've worked primarily in the emergency room, although I've also done some work on other units. I've been in hospital leadership positions before, but I've worked with patients that have opioid use disorder mostly as a bedside RN um, when they're in the ER in a crisis situation. Gotcha. And how long have you been here at Purdue? I've been here. This is my third year at Purdue, and uh, I have, my PhD is nursing and health policy. So I really um, got interested in this from that policy component of um, what are we doing to address the issues surrounding this. And as you mentioned, your previous experience before coming over to Purdue plays a large part in this. Talk about your interest in, in addressing the opioid issues. Sure. So my original interest was from a policy perspective. However, getting involved with our local community, I've really shifted to my research to looking at how communities come together to respond to the opioid crisis. And um, you recently developed a video series um, kind of addressing this issue, partnering with, I think, local law enforcement, and correct me if I'm wrong, or add to that. Um, talk about this video, Pathways to Recovery Training Module for Opioid Use Disorder. Talk about how this video series came together. Sure. So it was actually kind of serendipitous that um, at the same time that the local law enforcement subcommittee of the Tippecanoe County Opioid Task Force was saying that they needed training, similar to their crisis intervention training, um, where they learn how to work with people that have mental health issues in the field. They needed training to learn more about opioids and about the treatment options for when they work with people in the field that have opioid use and also other substance use disorder issues. So at the same time that that request was made, and I was on that subcommittee, there was a funding opportunity that came up from one of my colleagues and to do some kind of educational outreach related to opioids. And so they came together at the exact same time, and we were able to produce this series, which was at the request of law enforcement locally. Talk about how you worked with them and coming up with um, how the, uh, the videos would come together. Sure. So um, the way that the videos actually were created was that I wrote scripts um, to address the different areas. So we have just general information about opioids and substance use. We have um, information about withdrawal and detox, and then information about the different types of medication-assisted treatment, and then the special considerations for when w women are pregnant. We also put together um, a module on our local resources to help people know what's available here, and along with that, a blueprint of how to create that kind of resource guide for any community. So who to talk to and how to gather all the information you'd need for that. So after we, uh, we, I wrote all the scripts, I had them reviewed for content by um, a, a psychiatric pharmacist who knows the medications really well and by uh, several local providers that provide medication-assisted treatment and provide psychiatric care to make sure that the information was, uh, um, was clinically accurate. But I did want to use language that was approachable for anyone to be able to understand what the videos were saying. Gotcha. And um, how are these videos accessible and who are they for? 
Right. So these videos are accessible. We created, um, they're on our media space here at Purdue. That's where the channel is housed. However, that's kind of hard to get to, and it's not a real friendly, off-the-tongue kind of web address. So we created a bit.ly address. So it's bit.ly slash pathways to recovery, all one word. Gotcha. Okay. And I will also include links to those on the web article that I include for our listeners on on this podcast. Um, So that's accessible for anybody, and that could be for families who might be dealing with a family member that's dealing with this issue. It could be for law enforcement or doctors, I assume, all the above. All of the above. It's um, it, The clinical information is probably um, more simple than what mo- most providers would need. However, it does give a good overview of those medication-assisted therapies, which people may not be familiar with because they are some of them are newer drugs. And the video series what, came available what, in early October, is that correct? The available, it, we posted it publicly, yes, early October. And um, it is really for anyone who wants to learn more about why people have problems with opioids and how they can get into recovery. What's been the feedback so far? So the feedback so far has been really positive. Everyone says they've learned a lot from watching them. We did test these videos with a local law enforcement agency where they um, took a qu- like a quiz-type survey before and after, and we found that it's um, significantly improved Uh, confidence in working with people that are on opioids or on medication-assisted treatment, as well as reduce stigma towards those people. Gotcha. And your experience over the last few years here at Purdue and and before that and research that you've done, you know, putting this series together, are you seeing a a, a positive trend in the opioid epidemic or is it getting worse? And uh, your thoughts on that? So it's really challenging to say how are things going when you look at it nationally. There are some states that seem to be ahead of us um, significantly in reducing opioid mortality and opioid use to where their numbers are going trending down. Unfortunately, Indiana's numbers as of last um, as of last year were still trending up. Um, they kind of stabilized for the state. For our county, they trended way up for last year. We don't have the um, finalized numbers from the Department of Health. We have preliminary numbers only. Um, those preliminary numbers show a huge increase in overdoses in Tippecanoe County for 2018. However, the preliminary numbers for 2019 put us on pace to come back down again. So we may have come in and done a lot of things right at the peak, Mm -hmm. which is exactly when we needed to, to make that the peak and not just part of the increase. And hopefully videos like what you've put together and just more awareness again and knowledge will help bring those numbers down even more. Right. So the um, Opioid Task Force has done a lot in bringing the community together and having people from all different areas work to help people get the treatment that they need and um, move forward. And so hopefully we move off that trend of rising um, overdose mortality and it starts to decrease. Awesome. Any other research you've been uh, doing in regards to opioid and drug use? Yes, yeah, so with the ta- um, with uh, Purdue Healthcare Advisors, we've been working with the Opioid Task Force and the local community. We've created a system map that shows how everyone interacts with each other, and it really highlighted our gaps. And our major gap was communication between different people, so law enforcement and treatment providers, and um, you know the hospitals and doctors all talking to each other, and the recovery community, of course, too, all talking to each other so we know where the services are and how to link people together. And that's really been where we've had a lot of change in the last year in our community is the awareness of where the services are and how to get to them. For our listeners, what's your hope that they take away from this and, and this, these videos and just the research you're doing? What do you hope they take away? 
I think the biggest thing that has really impacted me in doing this research and that I hope that everyone can understand is that the reason people develop substance use disorders is because most of the time there's an underlying mental health issue. And it can be something like anxiety, depression, that leads to even just something like not feeling comfortable in your own skin because of your anxiety. And that's what really drives people to develop these substance use disorders. So if we can really work on it, building infrastructure to help people be resilient and address those underlying needs before they're exposed to a substance, I think that we'll really come out on top. And I assume also these videos might help families maybe look for the signs that a family member or friend might be displaying. Yes, and especially signs of withdrawal. People often really miss those signs of withdrawal. We have a little acted out 30-second um, scene that shows what withdrawal looks like and is commonly mistaken for stomach flu. How important is this issue to be addressed right now? Well, this is um, still, our, uh, in my opinion, one of our major public health crises of the century. And so I think the sooner we can get in front of it, the better off we'll be. So as, as we wrap up, Nicole, um, if our listeners want to hear more, see more, find out more, in addition to the videos that, again, we'll provide a link to and you did as well, where can they go to find out more information? Uh, Mental Health America has a lot of resources. So does NAMI. So um, MHA for the Wabash Valley um, is, is one of the resources we have. And then NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, they also have lots of resources, support services, support groups, and can really help people um, navigate the, the, the environment a little bit. And if anybody's interested in contacting you with um, questions or um, feedback or anything like that, they can, I assume, find you at what, the School of Nursing website? This, yes, they can find me through the School, school of Nursing website. Okay. Again, this is Nicole Adams. Nicole, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you uh, joining the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod, and you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.